Welcome to Praying the Psalms, a daily podcast from Doxa Church here in Madison, Wisconsin. As the church finds itself isolated physically, we are reading, studying, and praying the Psalms to join ourselves together spiritually. We want to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clearer picture of ourselves. And most of all, we want to join ourselves together around the throne of the one who's joined himself to us, Jesus. Today, we're going to be in Psalm 109. So if you haven't yet, you can read that now. Um, I'll also be leading us through it this morning. Um, But first, before we get to that, uh, it will um, not surprise many of you uh, to hear that one of my modern day heroes is the venerable uh, Mr. Fred Rogers. Um, Yes, of uh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Uh, That wasn't always the case. I actually, um, growing up, uh, hated his show. I thought it was actually pretty lame um, compared to, you know, uh, SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, stuff like that. But that changed a couple years ago when I saw the documentary, um, Won't You Be My Neighbor, about Fred Rogers' life. And I learned that Fred Rogers was actually um, a Christian who believed in the Imago Day and believes that um, all children are created in God's image and all deserve a quality education um, and uh, help um, knowing how to understand the world and process their emotions. And uh, the, the part of this documentary that really uh, won me over uh, to say, okay, F- Fred Rogers is actually legit. Uh, there's this this scene in the documentary where um, PBS is under threat of getting their funding cut, um, and a number of people have to uh, speak before the Senate, uh, Fred Rogers included, on why they should. And, and a couple days go by, um, the senator overseeing it is not being won over by anyone. And then Fred Rogers comes up to the mic um, and he says, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just read the lyrics to a, a song that I wrote to help kids understand how to deal with their emotions. He says, okay, go ahead. And he reads this. He says, the, the song is called, What Do You Do With The Mad That You Feel? What do you do with the mad that you feel when you feel so mad you could bite? When the whole wide world seems oh so wrong and nothing you do seems very right. What do you do? Do you punch a bag? Do you pound some clay or some dough? Do you round up friends for a game of tag or see how fast you go? It's great to be able to stop when you've planned a thing that's wrong and be able to do something else instead and think this song. I can stop when I want to. I can stop when I wish. I can stop, stop, stop anytime. And what a good feeling to feel like this and know that the feeling is really mine. Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can for a girl can someday be a woman and a boy can someday be a man. Uh, I don't know about you, but it was very moving to me and it was moving to the senator. Um, there's kind of a long pause in the documentary and he says, well, looks like you just won yourself the $20 million. Super crazy. Uh, but I'm just saying that to say this. What's so powerful about that is that Fred Rogers in that moment is doing something that a lot of people don't think to do, which is not pretend that anger doesn't exist, but say when you are angry, not if, but when, what do you do with it? And do you let emotion rule you or do you rule your emotions? And I think that the psalmist today is doing something similar. So so I've got just a few questions for us to pray through and to meditate through as we go 
through this psalm. So read with me Psalm 109, starting in verse 1. It says, My God, whom I praise, do not remain silent, for people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. They have spoken against me with lying tongues, with words of hatred they surround me. They attack me without cause, and in return for my friendship, they accuse me. But I am a man of prayer. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my friendship. And so... The first question that I want to ask is, where do you start when you're stressed? Where do you go when you're wronged? The answer of the psalmist, you can see, is in verse 4. He says, but I am a man of prayer. And so first, I just want us to consider when we're overcome with emotion, with anguish, frustration, anger, do you go to prayer? Can you, can you honestly say that? And so first, I just want you to spend a second praying to God for help in praying to God. Next, the psalm heats up, and I thought about skimming these verses, but I really think that there's value in just hearing this whole diatribe. Listen to the psalmist, starting in verse 6. He says to God, Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him be found guilty, and may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, their names blotted out from the generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord that he may blot out their name from the earth. For he never thought of doing a kindness, but he hounded to death the poor and the needy and the brokenhearted. He loved to pronounce a curse. May it come back on him. He found no pleasure and blessing. May it be far from him. He wore cursing as his garment. It entered into his body like water, into his bones like oil. May it be like a cloak wrapped around him, like a belt tied forever around him. May this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil of me. I don't know about you, but I read that and I almost blush. I, I, I almost cringe at how just white hot the anger of the psalm is. But here's the thing. Though we may cringe at anger like this, I, I don't think that that is how we ought to respond. I think that we should see psalms like this and be grateful. Right? What did we just read? In James chapter 5, 
James chapter 5, verse 4, Behold, the pay of the laborers who mowed your fields and which has been withheld by you cries out against you, and the outcry of those who did the harvesting has reached the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. When we read Psalms like this, we should thank God that he is a God who listens to cries of injustice. And I think that it is very important that we check ourselves and we stop asking, can I talk to God this way when we read Psalms like this and start asking, who do I talk to when I talk this way? Because here's the thing, all of us like to act like, man, if I were that angry, would it be okay to talk to God that way? And I just want to, as a friend, lovingly say, let's just cut the baloney, (laughs) right? All of us have talked this way and all of us have been piping mad. But here's the question. Do you vent? Do you slander? Do you gossip? Do you hurt? Do, do you lash out and, and make the pain go from you to someone else? Or do you take it to God? God wants you to take it to him. And lest we judge the psalmist, look at his response. He leaves it to God. He takes his anger and he says, God, I need you to deal with this. The psalmist could say, I'm going to make sure that all these things happen. But but he doesn't do that. He says, God, deal with this how you would. He puts it all before him. And I think one last thing that it's important to remember is sometimes we can read things like this and think like, so was Jesus not telling the truth when he said that we ought to love our enemies? And I get that line of thinking, but the story would be different if we didn't have Jesus in our Bible, right? And that's not saying that Jesus is contradicting this, but rather I think that he fleshes this out. And and we see here how we can be honest with God and we see in Jesus how we can fight in our honesty to not let the devil grab a foothold, that we just hate the people, but that we would leave it to God and pray for strength to love our enemies. Let's not move on past this. Maybe you are mad right now. And if you're not mad, I don't necessarily want to make you mad. Maybe this is just a time to equip yourself for not if, but when you will be. But certainly there is some injustice that you can think of today. Be it tangible, like you you know specifically where and how it's happening, maybe locally, Or maybe it's just a broad one that you see on the news, you see online that you want to pray to God about. Pray to God that he would do something, that he would tear down injustice. Pray that to him now. And lastly, rounding it out, look at verse 21. It says, but you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I fade away like an evening shadow. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees give way for my fasting. My body is thin and gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, Lord God. Save me, 
according to your unfailing love. Let them know that it is your hand that you, Lord, have done it. While they curse, may you bless. May those who attack me be put to shame, but may your servant rejoice. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame as in a cloak. Notice the turn here. Notice the turn at those words, but you, sovereign Lord, but you, God. And I love how Tim Keller puts it in his, in his book, The Songs of Jesus. He says, hard prayers become softer, hopeless prayers more confident, sad prayers are filled with joy and guilty prayers arrive in mercy. So often we see in the Psalms this turn where the mad doesn't win, the evil doesn't win. And, and we're given a hope in God. So let your prayer turn like that and feel the freedom in, in like not a vain way, but to say, can, can we just talk about me for a second? Like, I know that that sounds vain, but I don't mean it that way. How hard is it in a moment of weakness and vulnerability to just look a loved one in the eyes and just honestly say, I'm sad today. I'm scared. I hurt. Would you go to God with that right now? If you're hurting, tell him. If you're not, ask him to equip you for when you are and to help someone who is. Pray that right now. And to close, let me just read verses 30 and 31 over us. It says, With my mouth, I will greatly extol the Lord in the great throng of worshipers. I will praise him for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. Jesus, that's you. You stand at the right hand of the needy God and we are safe in you. And and for that reason, we have a reason to sing. We have a reason to worship. God, would you please lead us in worship for our whole day today? And God, would that drive us into worship this Sunday morning? And I pray, God, that worship wouldn't be a new thing that hasn't dawned on us yet by the time that we get to Sunday morning, but rather we'd have been worshiping you in light of your faithful love and compassion, God, all the week. And then Sunday would just be the culmination of that, God. Thank you, Jesus. It's only, only, only in your name that we can pray any of this. Amen.